0: Buddies, and welcome to, uh, against all reasonable expectation, another episode of Semi Auto Magic Inc. Probably your favorite Dresden Files flavored fate accelerated podcast set in an increasingly fictional Portland. Um, I, for my sins, am Casey CW, they call me, uh, running this whole thing. Who's, who's here doing a thing with me? I'm here. So am I. And am I. Great. <laughs> So, with these three, we're going to continue the adventure where I left off. Last time, you murdered a tree and a whole bunch of Scarecrowmans, and you impaled a harvest goddess. Yep. Well, done there. Yep. And you destroyed- I, f- I flipped uh, off the Throne of Mists. You flipped off the Throne of Mists, and you destroyed a civil award given to a respected and charitable member of the community. Yep.
1: All in a day's yeah, work for Solomon Byron and the Task Force.
0: Yeah. Oh my. What's up, Tony?
2: By a really racist corporation.
0: <laughs> By a really racist corporation. Oh, they're actually not a corporation. They're a not-for-profit. They're just trying to eradicate those terrible, terrible afflictions. Um. So, Tony, now because Tony, is Italian um, a race? Yes. Yes. Okay. Do you hear them tell it? Yeah. <laughs> Um, Tony, I just wanted to because... pitch grenades in here. <laughs> You're so good at it. Um, because a new sunrise has come and brought with it its cleansing light, um, your fey nature stress track has not reset completely, even a little bit. Um, but you have gone <laughs> down from you have gone down from stage three back down to stage two. Okay. He has stage two fairyism. You really do. You really do. Um let's see here. And since you've since you've been through all three stages, there is something after stage three, you probably don't want to find out what it is. But since you've now been through all three stages, I'll go ahead and I'll I'll read you the mechanics here. Okay Consequence two Lying becomes difficult but not completely impossible. Direct questions can be misanswered only by a successful forceful role of willpower. Sensitivity to iron increases to truly painful, not excruciating or debilitating, but not something that can be withstood in silence or stillness without a huge forceful roll for willpower, and contact longer than a few seconds will leave increasingly awful radiation burn damage. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, bah, bah. consequence three was a real bad place, and I'm glad you didn't have to stay there too long, because, uh, direct intentional lying is now impossible, and sensitivity to iron increases to lethal at ten seconds. Uh-huh. Okay. Cool. So it is the next morning. Y'all got your rest. Um, and is there anything you guys want to do before Solomon and Rowan set out to, uh, see Rowan's supplier for some high quality three eye? I'm going to have some breakfast. Um, cool. It's like eggs uh, you and all bacon. You'll have breakfast together. I've decided that the, the, the white council has a very, uh, a very important corporate culture idea that, uh, bonding over meals. So it's it's hard to hate it's hard to hate somebody you have lunch with every day. So you're all down there in the uh, in the cantina, and you're all having whatever breakfast you could possibly desire. Solomon's having uh, bacon and eggs. Yep, over easy, sunny side up, basted. What is a basted egg? Delicious. I'll make it for you sometime. What do okay. you like?
2: It's kind of like it's
1: kind of like a poached egg.
0: Yeah, kind of. It's kind of like if you fried them except in water. All right. All right.
1: So, wait, then it's So
0: you're telling me it's... Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. What do you have? It's a
1: hard-boiled egg that you cracked open first.
0: No, because it's supposed to be runny.
2: It's like a poached egg. Do you know what a poached egg egg is? Yeah,
0: poached eggs are... Why would you want a flat poached egg? It's delicious. They won't make it for you in some states because it's technically undercooked. Well, don't eat that then. You're not the boss of me. Anyway, okay, uh... so... (laughs) Fiona, what are you having for breakfast? (laughs)
2: um i'm having some pastries and i have i'm gonna use my stunt make it a double i have brewed everybody uh coffee that uh Aww. grants plus to two quick when nice. applied before noon
0: wow i was gonna give you that for free because it's such a nice gesture, but that's uh that's actually an enormous mechanical boost so you yeah, I'll take a fate point for that on you. And everybody's fate points have reset because it's a new in-game day. Right.
3: Yeah. Back up to
0: three. Back up to three. Um the the W C Cantina, um Jackie actually has uh vegan breakfast hot dogs on offer.
2: I put a hot dog between two pastries and eat it.
0: Okay. Um a a vegan hot dog according to the W C is actually just like some dandelions and a bun. Yeah. Yeah. Rowan, what are you having for breakfast? Nothing. I'm oh going to... You're not going to
2: drink my coffee?
0: I'm, I'm going to I my
2: ap- apartment. I, I take the coffee to go. <laughs> uh, I'm going to my apartment to stock up on uh, fire weapons. Because I am not sure how asking for, what, two gallons of 3i for my supplier is going to go down.
0: Sure. So, Wait, two? I thought it was just one gallon. I don't know. It's a lot of... It's a 3i. gallon. There's a gallon just take the other gallon just pour it into a public swimming pool and watch the beauty. Wow, of the- that's
2: yeah. fucked up. <laughs>
0: no, dump
1: it in the water main.
0: There it is. Okay. That's
2: even more fucked up. What's wrong with you guys?
0: Cool. Okay, so you do that and what um are you picking up any particular equipment? Yeah,
2: uh, uh I'm two of everything because I want sure. to give I'm going to give some fire weapons to to Solomon. Tell me about fire weapons. Like firearms. That's oh, okay. Right. Guns. Shotgun, two shotgun, two handguns, uh smoke bombs, and Oh he's
0: got he's got you covered there.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. The, the smoke bomb budget is incredible. It's enormous. Uh, uh If you knew how many smoke bombs we went through in a day, if only you could know that number.
3: <laughs> why don't you tell him?
0: Because I don't even know that number. <laughs> They have an entire department just devoted to accounting and, and keeping track of all the smoke bomb usage. Yeah. Like, uh, it's a subdivision of the accounting department. Yep, the division of smoke bombs. Yep. Uh, Plenty of ammo. Sure. Uh, okay, so you just sort of stock up.
2: I, I, I feel like I kind of look when I leave my apartment like uh, Simon Pegg did at that scene from Hot Fuzz.
0: <laughs> just guns strapped everywhere. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. all right. Cool. All right. Fair enough. Um. So Punchy McHuge and Pierogi Dalai Lama are also there, and they're having some breakfasts. What does Pierogi Dalai Lama have for breakfast? Uh, Pierogi Dalai Lama is actually having some cereal. It looks like it's probably honey bunches of oats. And oh. it is 2% milk because she is going to die one day and does not have time for that white water that calls itself fat-free. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Girl. White water is everything but old milk. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm there with you. There's only two things I hate, liars and skim milk, because it's water lying about being milk. Yeah. Um. And Punchy McHuge is having uh, an enormous omelet uh, made of meat and filled with meat and <laughs> drinking some meat. So
1: it's so really just no meatloaf.
0: Exactly, Yeah and he's real upset about missing his his bowling game, but um pierogi is is consoling him as as best she possibly can
1: it's okay there'll be more bowling games I, it was a league game you'll have more opportunities for league points
0: we were trying to okay fine. you don't you, you don't get it he he looks longingly at the uh at the the trophy case in the cantina there'll be another trophy next year buddy <laughs> So you guys finish up your breakfast. (laughs) God damn. You guys finish up your breakfast and, uh, begin to head out for the day. Is there anything you want to do before, before, like, this mission starts? No? Okay, cool. Rowan, you return to the WC Mm -hmm. with, uh, with all of your ammos for, um, for Solomon to take. And I think we're going to cover Solomon and Rowan's side of this adventure, uh, first because I can kill two birds with one stone that way. So, you guys head out the building, and as you do so, you are greeted by an old, familiar friend. You see one Dr. Mrs. Emperor Bismarck III, Esquire, PhD. Dr. Mrs. Bismarck, hello. Warden Byron, it's been too long. Emperor Bismarck. (laughs) She looks at you and uh, decides that you're not being sarcastic and, and nods appreciatively. Um... (laughs) deputy warden rowan it's a pleasure to see you as well and you are you are now visibly just human again i'm not you really are though dude like like solomon i mean like you i'm not gonna say you can't protest it because i get that's part of like rowan's thing but like solomon signed the paperwork you're on the payroll where did you think these checks were coming from
2: what checks i haven't gotten any check yet it's been like you haven't checked your mail it's been like three days
0: (laughs) all right anyway so here, you guys are in the market facing three-eye.
1: Uh-huh. Wait. Okay, number one, who the fuck is telling you about, st- uh, task force business?
0: Did you guys, uh, think you were the only ones that had, uh, Warden Hernandez's ear?
1: Well, no, obviously, but, I mean, special operations usually require an amount of sensitivity of information, and not just spewing forth whatever to whoever. Why do
2: you, I'm, I'm why do you have it. Fiona on this team, then?
1: You know, <laughs> fair enough.
0: Dr. Mrs. Bismarck, I'm
1: sorry. Continue.
0: Apology accepted, Warden Byron. Well, I thought I could help you boys out. Because I'm the kind of gal who takes three tabs of LSD in her coffee every morning. Goddamn. So damn! I reckon I can help you, because I can take you to the place where your supplier's supplier's boss's supplier's boss gets his three-eye. Now... Why does this seem really sketchy? Because it's 3-Eye. Are you are you saying that out loud, or is this just Dylan?
1: No, that's just... that's out loud. That's... <laughs> why...
0: okay. Would you like to list for me, Warden Byron, all the uh, legitimate non-sketchy ways to get a hold of 3-Eye?
1: Okay, fair enough. But what I'm saying is, like, number one, uh, information you shouldn't really have. Number two... Like, three tabs of LSD in your coffee? What? That sounds like too much. That sounds like you shouldn't be functioning right now. Number three, why do you have connections to uh, industrial levels of the most heinous drugs? Why is that a thing?
3: It'll make
0: more sense when we get there, but for now, just let me say that they are connections of a professional nature.
2: Like, it's like MKUltra, like... You really think that, that, that the supply of 3 of eyes is actually not being made by the governing wizarding power? I mean, I would fucking hope
0: so. Well, and 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 for the record, Warden Byron, I know this seems a little bit like it's coming out of nowhere, but I've been looking at all the bad stuff. Do you guys have any idea the trail of distraction you are leaving in your wake? Oh, yeah. Um, I've been looking at every corpse, everybody we can find, Theodore Preston Third, January Oleander, everybody in between, and I've been trying to take stock of the medical and metaphysical medical consequences of the things that you are doing in the forces with which you are playing. And I'm turning much more British without meaning to. <laughs> 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 I'm trying cool. to stay New Zealand. It's difficult. Because I tune my boss out as often as I possibly can. That's fair. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah. So... I've been kept up to date because there are mysterious magical maladies afflicting people of the community with which I work and I need to be prepared for any contingency. All right. All right. I haven't been I haven't been stepping in your rose garden, but you guys are not the only people concerned about this. Who's your supplier? Let's <sighs> just go, shall we? All right. all right. Fine. And you all um you are, you wouldn't believe me if I told you. I will take this lead. And
1: we're gonna show up on the doorstep of f- fucking I don't know Delilah <laughs> Oddwater's house or uh, Orion Bailey or Desmond Yonwood or hell even Elizabeth Delphi. Who knows? Let's find <laughs> out.
3: Elizabeth Delphi, the tiniest drug lord.
1: <laughs> it's the big
0: lady.
1: It's the big lady. It's what? Oh god! It's Karen
0: from accounting. <laughs> I just want to throw out my whole plan. I just want to throw it out the window. I have you a carrot in accounting. Okay. No. So, uh, what you guys do is you pile into her... Oh, let's see here. Uh, there it is. Uh, you pile into her jeep, uh, the same one, actually, uh, Solomon, that you drove not too long ago. You see that her floor has been patched, where good. Alta Zephyr's token has busted through. So you, got the that. Back is- so you got that fixed. Good job. Oh, yeah. No, I, I have incredible insurance. Oh, good. You're going to need it. Yeah. And uh, the back seat is mercifully free of uh, comatose trust fund boys. Um, and she takes you east uh into <laughs> a part of town you haven't been to before and she says all right now warden byron i get a sense from you that you're a man of law and order and i respect that i admire that but just like medicine is not an exact science the work I do to protect the community at large from magical medical maladies is not always as cut and dry. So I'm going to have to ask you just to stifle yourself just a little bit. Just be cool. Can you just be cool? Warden Byron, Warden Byron, Warden Byron, Warden Byron. Warden Byron. Can Look, you be cool? there's,
1: we're skirting the edge of, of the, one of the, the seven laws here. Um, if this is somebody in connection with, Uh, the White Council, who's producing this stuff, um, that's suddenly uh, uh, mind-affecting alterations to other human beings. And that's, uh, you know, I'm not a real big fan of that.
0: It's a completely reasonable concern, and I can assure you right now, if it sets your mind at ease, the people with whom we are speaking are not in any way connected to the WC.
1: Except that they're on the WC's payroll, right? You pay them for producing this stuff Ew, for absolutely, you. No, absolutely not. They just give it to you.
0: Oh, we have an arrangement. Uh, uh-huh. We have an arrangement, Warden Byron. Don't... Things will begin to make sense, alright? I sure hope so. Alright. So Because otherwise he's... I'm busting a meth lab. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, even then, meth lab busted, right? Nothing but good news. So you, um... Nothing but good news. It'd probably be a really good episode name because the listeners would be like,
3: oh, really? How nice? <laughs> and
0: then, okay. Um, you pull up and all of you guys' magic senses and wizard senses begin to, um, basically your ma- your, your magic sinuses start to tingle. And you pull up to a location that is architecturally improbable. <laughs> and it's a little tiny shack like uh like just a little a, a little lean-to of a place made of like clapboard and i mean it's not like a run-down little shanty or anything but it's clearly an old building and you know just tiny and built for a specific purpose and directly behind it like not in a separate lot but like looking as if almost attached to it is this towering building that is probably, um, it's 70 stories tall. And, uh, and and gray and industrial and foreboding and full of, uh, dark windows. And, uh, at the very top, it has a uh, a large, um, you know, like the the red cross, cross, like just a a red plus sign. Mm -hmm. Um, But all of the arms, uh, taper to points. Uh, And the sign, the sign on front of the little, uh, on front of the little shack says, St. Skinner's Bar and Grill and Hospital. I am very concerned. And, uh, what's interesting is, bar and grill are spelled B-A-R-R-E, ampersand, G-R-Y-L-L-E, ampersand hospital. So, Warden Byron, you know how the various magical communities, and, um, Rowan, I'm, I'm certain you'll understand this as well. The various aspects of the magical community have their own, uh, their own hangouts. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, uh huh. Yeah. And, Rowan, your mind in particular flashes back to the, uh, Landportlandia Community Punching Center, where you, um, fought Captain Scissorface and, uh, met with that nice spider lady. Uh huh. Well, this is another one. And this is one of the places where, if you're after information about how medicine and magic interact,
3: this is a place you can come and uh, maybe talk to
0: some people. Who hangs out here? Oh, all kinds of folks.
1: Mrs. Dr. Bismarck, I'm really not a fan of how cagey you're being about answering any of these questions.
0: Look, hey, hey, you're all Mister, you're all Mister Personal Rights, right? And okay, this is this is a bar full of free citizens who are here to discuss their trade. Aha, uh-huh. and what is that trade? Medicine. Hmm. Medicine.
1: Okay, so why is it that my first reaction to this building and your answers regarding it is to start figuring out the uh, structural weak points and how best to apply minimal energy to bring the entire thing to the ground? <laughs> I love you, Dylan. <laughs> Just saying, a lot of this seems real
0: sketchy. Things will get clearer. And you keep saying that. Well, we're not inside yet, are we? All right. Okay. Things will get clear, but I I need you to understand that. Have you ever had a source? for something really valuable or really important that you absolutely needed, but that dealing with was personally distasteful for you? Uh, uh
1: well, yes. She, she just looks at you. All right. Fine. All right.
0: Trust me when I say I, I don't like this any more than you do, but I've heard what you boys are doing, and I don't want any more people dying in my city or whatever it is the Throne of Mist is planning to do. So, desperate times, desperate measures, yes? Sure. Yep. Okay. Right. Plus, do you know... And she turns to Rowan. I've been meaning to talk to you about this. Do you know what they cut your three-eye with? Um... Exactly. You don't want to know. Unicorn blood. We need the re- If you're lucky. We need uh, We need the real stuff here. So, you guys get out of the... Out of the truck, and you head up to St. Skinner's Bar and Grill and Hospital. And you, you enter and it's just the tiny, it's very tiny and old and kind of run down, but also very clean and very pleasant. And like the walls are wooden and it is, it's just a little bar and grill inside. And, uh, behind the bar, you see actual Neil Young just, uh, <laughs> pouring drinks for people and a little song is, is playing on the jukebox and, uh, Dr. Bismarck um leads you I, up to the bar what's up
1: i go to the jukebox and i slam in like 17 quarters and it's just the jurassic park theme every time <laughs> yep. over and over again
3: <laughs> but uh, never-
1: except like like after the the fourth one it goes to something else and then it's just more jurassic park after that
0: yep and it's all remixes for some reason actual neil young has like Thirteen different covers of the Jurassic Park theme in there. There's the techno remix. There's, there's, the,
2: there's the really there's the really shitty accordion version.
0: Exactly. <laughs> yep that was the all uh, that was the Coral Raptor band. Yep. yep. So she pulls you all up to the bar, and uh, she calls over actual Neil Young, and he comes over and he says, "Hi guys," <laughs> and she says, "Hi Neil." Um, why don't you? Man, are you uh, actually Neil Young? Yeah. What? Well, uh, uh, all right, I guess. Well, yeah, I'm an entrepreneur, man. I can do things besides make beautiful music. You, I guess, you can't. How's business? It's uh pretty good, actually. You wouldn't okay. think it, but the over the overhead in this place is very low. It's almost entirely profit.
1: Great. Uh, well, I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad you're doing something that you love, I guess.
0: Yeah, I do. I love to invest in small businesses and, in locales like this that otherwise might not have a chance against some of the bigger institutions out there.
1: Sure, fair enough.
0: Yeah. St. Skinner's Bar and Grill and Hospital has been in, uh, in Land Horlandia for, he looks at, uh, Dr. Bismarck, for how long?
3: <laughs> um, we, what?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so what can I get you for? <laughs> and she says, um, why don't you, uh, why don't you set us up with some carriage, because uh, we're, uh, we're heading out the back way. And he kind of rears back a little bit. So, well, all right. Here. Now, he, he sets you. Go ahead. How many
1: bar and grill and hospitals uh, are you in competition with?
0: Now, you see, I'm, I'm competing with both of those markets. Uh, I'm trying okay. to save my cut. Exactly. Exactly. How many times has this happened to you? You go into a hospital and you say, give me seven shots of your finest whiskey, and someone says, sir, this is a hospital, and you say, I'm just trying to save time. That doesn't... It's <laughs> uh, happened to
1: me approximately 15 times. You know what? I can see the use case.
0: There we go. So, actual <laughs> Neil Young uh, sets you up with with three, with each with, with two shots of uh, your liquid courage of choice. Bourbon. Bourbon. Rowan, water. Okay, <laughs> fair. Uh, and you each knock back both of them. And uh, Doctor Bismarck holds up her second shot glass and says, "All right, boys, ah, it's about to get weird." And she knocks it back and leads now, you through.
1: Was this alcohol purely distilled uh, three i? Because then we're just all
0: fucked. Oh no 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 no! She wouldn't okay. do that to you. She wouldn't. Great. She wouldn't dose you without your knowledge. Uh, ah, I don't know that be- anymore. Fair. fair. <laughs> There. She leads you through a bar, uh, I mean through a door on the opposite side of the bar that leads backwards, and it just says hospital entrance. <laughs> and you guys uh, head in, and your your magic sinuses were tingling before, and they are beginning to uh, throb in your noggins a little bit. And Rowan, having actually taken 3i before, and Solomon, you have not, right? Uh, no. Okay, having actually taken 3i before, Rowan, you like, you can smell it in the air. Like, like the, like the, the essence of this place is infused a little bit with this. And both of you, and Dr. Bismarck as well, um, can kind of see that this place is two places. Um, that on on just the pure visual level, it's a hospital, and a, a hospital kind of looks like a hospital, you know. Sure. But there's also a lower level. That, did anybody ever watch Kingdom Hospital? No. Okay. Um. Underneath, it's this worn, disheveled, dark and dank and dirty and horrible place. And uh, the whole place is like this. It's got it's got two layers. And she says, "All right, um." I'm going to get someone's attention. You guys can just uh, hang out here for a minute. And if anyone asks you if you're feeling all right, just t- tell them you're fine. Tell them you're fine. Okay?
1: Sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. All right. Up. All right, Cool. So she, um, she, she bounces off. I turn to Rowan and I say, I think we made a mistake.
2: Yeah. Should have just gone in guns blazing to my guy.
1: I mean, I don't. I don't like the idea of, uh, you know, bullets in me, but I also don't like the idea of this place, so... Well, should we leave? Uh, well, I mean, we're here now. It would be less convenient.
0: Uh... Plus, so we'd have to steal
1: going? a car, it's just, it's it's a lot of work.
0: You'd have to steal Dr. Bismarck's car for, like, a third time.
1: <laughs> she
2: uh,
0: gave it to
1: us the other times.
0: So what did she go
2: off to do, Casey?
0: Uh she went off to speak to someone, um, to find someone you guys could could speak with. While y'all are standing there, um she, she went around a corner. <laughs> These hospitals in their corners. Am I right, fellas? Yep. Um, yeah, and so you guys are standing there and there are, you know, patient rooms and an intake desk and things like that.
1: The patient and rooms, uh no matter how long they wait, uh never get uppity.
0: No, they never ever do. Oh, I see what you did there. You used patient as an adjective. I did. Do you feel good about that one? I do. Cost you two fate points. Um fuck. Yeah, you're true. out. That's it. That's all. Um, that's not true. That's not true. No, I
1: still have one. My re- my refresh was three.
0: No, yeah, you guys are fine. You're all up to you're all up to full. You didn't spend anything yet today, did you? Nope.
1: Someone did. No, Jackie did. did. Jackie, no, Jackie yeah.
0: did. Um so while you're waiting for her to come back, this weird double image of a place superimposed on another place persists. And like On one level, it just seems like a hospital, and it's cheerful enough and it's nice enough. But on the bottom, you guys hear screaming. Oh, good. Yes. Um, and it's so pervasive. It's kind of faint, but it's so pervasive that it's hard to pick out like individual strains. But you hear like just classic screaming, just from the bottom of your lungs, and then things like "Oh God, no! Please, not that! Anything but that!" And why won't you just let me die? And, uh, and all kinds of bad stuff. And you're saying this is coming from downstairs? From just about everywhere, honestly. Oh, good.
1: Can I, like, peek my head around some, like, curtains or some shit and and see
0: what's going on? So, you peek your head around a curtain or some shit. And, (laughs) uh on the surface level you see a person who is uh, just on an iv and laying there very peacefully and maybe has a bandage uh you know like wrapped around half of their head or something like that
3: mm-hmm.
0: and uh and that's that's just what you see on the bottom level now um do you want to use a little bit of your wizard sight to get a, a true look here um yeah totally
2: okay i wouldn't okay. do that
0: now, are you just taking a peek, or are you opening that shit up, son? I'm just taking a peek. Okay, that's fair. You I mean, just, unless like like a little child pretending to be asleep, you just go real quick and just just take a little a little a little peekaboo. And when you do so, you see this same person, but on the magical spiritual level, um, is being tormented in ways that Solomon Byron, a man with no small portion of imagination could not have conceived of uh there there are on this level there are machines that look like crabs crawling all over this person's body and their legs insert themselves every time they move uh dragging razor sharp claws there are needles jammed uh the, the face is like a mass of needles Um all leading to tanks that are either inserting something or drawing something out of this face. Um the person's spiritual form is bound and shackled and screaming without cease.
1: So um when Mrs. Miss when Dr. Mrs. Bismarck gets back, I'm gonna have to ask her why her contact uh is just Joseph Goebbels, I guess. (laughs) That's uh
0: Doctor Mengela. Sure. Yeah. Probably both. Um, so when you shut your third eye again, interestingly enough, you notice that this person who is bound here, like you, you can you can pick up a chart if you like, and there's a timeline, and this person is objectively getting better. Alright. I mean This this person is healing and is inarguably better than they were when they came in. What was wrong with them though? Uh, you can see on the chart that there was a terrible accident involving, like, shit, I don't know, like a jet ski. And uh, and that's why half of their face is, is bandaged up. They took a real bad bonk to the noggin. And this is the only way to heal that? Uh, you don't know that it's the only way, but it's the way they're doing it. All right. I, f- sure, I guess.
3: I,
2: I turn to Solomon and I say, you do know how they make third eye, right? Or three eye, right? I don't. Uh... <laughs> Sherman
0: didn't read Soulfront.
2: It involves a lot of pretty shitty stuff.
1: Oh, good. Uh, is this the soap. distillery process? Is this? Yeah. Okay.
2: There, you, need, you need tons of energy and not good energy. And The best way to get to get bad energy is is through
0: pain. Uh, I suppose so. Doctor uh, Bismarck comes trotting back down uh, the hall. Oh, actually, before she does so, she—oh, no, oh, wait, I was going to say she talked to you guys on your speakeasies, but you haven't high-fived her. Damn, never mind. Uh, she comes trotting back down the hall, and she says, Hey, guys, I just realized we're not connected on speakeasies.
3: <laughs> High-fives!
0: Uh, I really don't want to high-five you.
3: Wow, Byron.
0: <laughs> I thought you were a more practical man than that.
1: Uh, I'm a philosophy professor. I don't know if you re- remember that part.
0: Oh, fair. Yeah. Well, um, we've got someone who should be uh, coming to speak with us in just a moment. Oh, in fact, uh, here he comes now. And you guys see just the most handsome Patrick Dempsey motherfucker uh, in the world. Dr. Strolling.
2: McDreamy.
0: Doct- it is. It's Dr. McDreamy. Um, strolling down the hallway, uh, coming towards you guys. And uh, on the surface level, which is visible to everybody, he's just wearing this pristine white coat. And his hair is perfect and he's just got the most dazzling smiles and he uh yep smiles plural and he uh pulls up to you guys says, well hi there guys my name is uh dr N- name um dr mangella nice to meet you uh my name is actually dr raleigh and uh i will be happy to help you with whatever i can uh tantara here tells me that you're in need of a uh a supply of a particular substance Yep. Yeah, we sure are. All right. Well, that is uh, certainly something we could consider helping you with. Uh, would you care to step into my office?
1: Yeah, sure. Hey, let's do that thing. Let's let's go right there. Yep. <laughs> All
0: right. Uh, he leads you away into an office that says Dr. Raleigh on the glass. And he sets you down. And the office is so perky and happy and it's got pictures of hang in there, baby. You know that cat hanging from a tree limb. I don't like this. Yeah, but the cat the uh, the poster is actually updated every year, just so you never think to yourself, "Oh, that poster is from 1982. That cat is surely long dead." Anyway, Aww. um, and you all sit down, and this guy is just reeking of three eye. Like it's just oh, it's just p- pouring off of him, and. This, this double vision persists, and without even really focusing, you can see the, of, uh, there's another version of him underneath, just trying to make itself seen to you. And, uh, he says, Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I, I keep forgetting that, uh, Tantara introduces us to people who are in the know, like herself. Um, allow me to slip into something a little more comfortable. And he, he reaches up and snaps his finger. And the entire room shifts into the lower frequency, mm-hmm. like like he just turned off the the glamour or whatever, and it's pretty horrifying, oh good. um yeah, he's at a cast iron desk whose uh legs end in these horrible twisted claws. The walls are bare concrete but stained with things you cannot begin to identify. Uh, the only light source in the room are fluorescent lights up there that are, you know, at least half of them are burnt out, and sure. the ones that are remaining are hor- flickering horribly. Um, if you wanted to picture, like, Invader Zim kind of kind of thing, you'd probably be on the right track. And sitting before you is a being. And this being is dressed in what is definitely a medical smock, and, again, just covered in stains of yep. every color and description, and a, a a rubber apron that looks as though it's covered in scratch marks and bites. And this this being is completely bald, and wearing what looks like a surgeon's mask, except instead of elastics going around its head, it looks to be sewn onto its face. That's disgusting. And it's got these these gloves that go all the way up up to the elbow, and it sort of crackles its neck a little bit, and it leans forward and says,
2: you. Ah, that's better."
3: What can we do for you? Uh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. So, uh, I, I, as I as I mentioned before, and Doctor Bismarck is like vi- like visibly terrified like this is this is one of the calmer, more competent, more put together agents of the w c yeah, and she's she's not doing too well um uh, allow allow me to uh introduce my compatriots. this is um Solomon Byron, uh, warden of the White Council and professor yep. of philosophy and uh and as soon as she says professor of philosophy, the being shakes its head a little bit um. By the way, if this thing has a gender, you cannot discern it. Sure. Um, It shakes its head a little bit and says, I didn't go to medical school.
1: No, I didn't. No, that's not what I was all about. Not a doctor. That's not me. Nope.
3: Shame, shame, shame. We could use someone as smart as you.
0: And uh, she, she just and uh And Rowan, who is something of a free agent uh like yourselves, but uh has been helping us out over to maintain uh order and and peace lately and uh and the being just looks over to Rowan and says, "Oh,
3: you have such interesting physiology,
2: so do you, mr. Maskface." <laughs>
0: Mr. Maskface. Um, it, it chuckles lightly. Not like I just did. Not like a big, dumb, goofy guy. <laughs> it, it chuckles creepily and shakes its head a little bit and says, When I am
3: called, those that do the calling use the name Reverend Yo! Stitch. Reverend I like Stitch. Mr. Maskface. A pleasure to meet you. And it
0: I, and it extends its hand to you, Solomon. I'm not shaking that. It, it uh surprisingly it gets the social cue. <laughs> it's like, "Oh, okay. No big
3: deal, y'all." <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> <and> <laughs> all right.
1: So, uh let's get down to brass tacks cuz I don't want to be here any longer than I have to be. Uh I need a gallon of third eye.
0: and it turns its head to uh Dr. Bismarck. Dr. Bismarck says, "Oh, yes. Um that's our word for your um and it makes and, and Dr. Bismarck makes a sound that previously you you would have put hard money against human physiology being able to make this sound. Um there are several layers of clicking happening at once and kind of a chittering it's 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 horrible.
1: I mean, you could just say like formula 3 or like uh uh industrial spiritual bleach, like whatever you want to call it, just not ever that again, please. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Things must be called what they are, Mr. Byron.
2: Uh, exactly, mm- Mr. Maskface.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, I love you, Tony. Um all right, so it uh it it surveys you all and says,
3: our endeavors have been in line with your goals before, and we have been pleased to lend you what aid we could, but this request is on a different level. <sighs> Why should we consider parting with such a considerable quantity of...
1: Well, uh I don't know if you realize the precarious position that you're in, but you live down the road from an outpost of the single largest union of mortal wizards has ever existed. So, um... You know, as long as you don't want the full might of that coming down on your establishment here, which, by the way, I'm prepared to bring down at any given moment, um, you know, y- you'll want to hand that over. And I'm happy to pay you in recompense, like, whatever the street price for this shit would be, but hey, you know, uh we need it, and you are not in a great bargaining position here.
0: It's it uh it's been sitting there with its fingers crossed in front of it, Gendo Akari style. And uh, a little smile pulls up its cheeks. And as it does so, it just ah. pulls, pulls at the stitches a little yeah. bit. Yeah, and they begin to drip and bleed a little. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> and it says, <sighs>
3: Warden Byron, That's me. Are you at all? Well, answer me this. What is the goal of your organization?
1: Uh, I mean, in in this specific endeavor, why we need the three-die?
3: No, 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 no. What is the purpose of the WC?
1: Uh, that would be to establish order and maintain order uh, in okay. the
0: mortal realm.
3: We are very big fans of
0: order here. And are it pulls you? out... It pulls out uh, a folder and the the cover is stained and rumpled and it slides it over to you on fingers that are just a little too long Um, and if you open it, it actually opens it a little bit for you and just sets it in front of you and uh, Solomon Byron's not a medical man, but he does understand statistics as we've seen before because he's a bureaucrat and what he sees here are absolutely inarguable numbers like cold hard data proving that st skinner's bar and grill and hospital has a higher rate of patient health and satisfaction a lower an almost non-existent patient death rate like a statistically almost impossible low great cool good for you we are interested in making people uh, better
3: just like you, and keeping them safe and alive
1: N- not making people better that's not what we're about we're not about like genetic engineering or spiritual engineering no th- we're not about <laughs> the uh like the 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 um eugenics the spiritual eugenics that might be going on i that's not what we're about. We are about maintaining natural order and uh you know and and making sure that when Horrific nonsense, like the Unsealy incursion of 1999, uh, happens. We, we deal with that.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> I've got a mute button. One of these days I'll get around to using it. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so, uh, like,
1: it- look, these numbers look great. I'm not contesting that what you do here maybe helps people survive. Maybe. Uh, it's also at a great cost. And that's not really, um you know, like I said, I'm willing to turn my head on this one, because uh, we need the resources that you can provide. Um, it, it,
0: it works where an eyebrow would be if it had eyebrows, but it's not ah, like, well, how kind of you. Yep,
1: that's me, Mr. Kind. Well, Mr. Byron Kind is my middle name. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep, three, two, one, cannon. <laughs> Solomon Kind Byron. Um, it turns to Dr. Bismarck and says, Now, Tantara, we are,
3: as always, happy to help you as an individual, and <laughs> this organization sounds like it is not entirely at odds with what it is that we do here. And,
0: and just when, when Reverend Stitch says that, like... A grate in the wall just opens up and just screaming just thousands and thousands of screams just pours out in a liquid font of horror and it just reaches over real quick and shuts
3: the grate and it's like sorry about that anyway (laughs) and we have no problem supplying you but there are two problems in this particular case one the quantity of (laughs) we find ourselves aligned and I don't know we can be seen to do business with one
0: like him and reverend stitch uh points a finger squarely at rowan and both of you fucking what both of you turn to look at him and ever since reverend stitch snapped its fingers and uh turned off the glamour basically um the symbol on rowan's forehead has been glowing and a burning bright. Oh goddamn it! What the fuck is that? <laughs> Doctor Doctor Bismarck says,
3: "What the fuck? What that's... the fucking goddamn okay. it, Rowan? When did okay. you even meet the so, Libra?" So I. What the I fuck is the Libra? I went to a fight club. And right, the lady f- Community Punching Center. Yeah, some
2: some fucking spider lady stole my money, so I kicked her ass. And then during the fight with, with, with that fucking secretary or whatever, she came out of fucking nowhere, put some shit on my head, and I am here now.
1: Hey. And- Reverend Stitch, how would you feel about taking a, a, a job with the White Council in the uh, Department of Junior Deputy Warden? I think we're gonna have an opening pretty soon. And I look very pointedly I gonna, at Rowan. I,
2: I, I have never, ever taken that position. I have never agreed <laughs> to that. I haven't even seen a paycheck. So, the position's already open,
0: sir. <laughs> well, the paychecks are there, just because you haven't seen one. It's been but... three days. Do they do, they, do they do a daily paycheck? Well, no, dude, you got a signing bonus. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, I and... don't know
2: what the fuck this is. I don't know who the fuck you're talking about. Uh, Tony, and would you
0: would you care to uh look at the business card that the Spider Lady put in your in your coat pocket? Yeah, I I look at the business card. Okay. It's it's very nice. It's not overly fancy like it ain't trying too hard. It's just professional but with a touch of pride in itself. <laughs> um and it says in a in a very nice but very readable script. It says Kuniklo. Bookie for Libra Hub number 35252155559. All right, so what the fuck is the Libra? <sighs> Tendera. Uh, Dr. Bismarck is sitting there just just running her hands through her hair and uh, looking very fluster-pated. Well, um... It would seem as though Rowan has found himself on the bad side of uh, an organization known as the Libra. Uh-huh. We, don't, we don't know a whole lot about it, but we know that they like order. Um, They like balance, um, both in like abstract cosmic ways and uh, like more literal ones. Like they're really big on paying debts and bets and gambling and things like that. Rowan, did you did you welch on a bet? No, they waltzed on my bet. Oh, they don't do that, man. Yeah, they did though. Alright, well that's that's neither here nor there. The point is uh as proponents of order, um Reverend Stitch here and his other chirurgeons are uh they're they're not exactly allied with the Libra, but they're they're definitely fans of order and so they kinda of work towards the same goals. Um so, so
1: everybody's friends. What's the what's the apprehension here?
0: Well, the, the problem is that brand marks Rowan. He's an enemy of the Libra. He has ah. an outstanding balance.
1: No, but that's that's just that just says Libra. Why is that like marking an enemy? Well, that could just be like he's our friend. See, so he's got the symbol. It's fine. <laughs>
2: fuck do i have an outstanding balance she took my money she didn't give me back my money therefore i don't have anything of theirs of value
0: if you if you you like you're just gesturing wildly and you reach up and touch the glyph on your forehead and it just like hologram projects out like rowan censored, or last name redacted, or whatever, <laughs> and it says, outstanding balance, two goddamn eyes, three of my fucking legs, goddamn it, and just <laughs> this whole list of everything you took from Kuniko the bookie. Hey, God we damn were it. in a
2: fight. We were in a fight. I didn't, like, murder her while she was asleep and steal her eyes. Rowan, what was your bet? I, I bet X amount of dollars, and uh-huh. if I were to win the fight... I would get information
1: in exchange. Did you get that information? Yes. Then, I didn't get
2: the then money. you're
3: scared. Exactly... Why did you fight the spider lady? Because Why because... did you fight the spider,
2: Rowan? Because the way a bet works is I place money down as collateral. I receive that collateral back, plus whatever award I got from the bets.
1: <laughs> well... Your definition of how a bet works clearly differs from the supernatural entity that runs the betting ring. So-
2: I'll tell me that now.
3: As it stands, we would need considerable incentive to be seen to work with one who has been branded an enemy of the Libra.
1: How about we send him the fuck outside and you just deal with me?
0: Hey, I assume that was out loud. Hey, yeah. Are you, are you guys not having this conversation? Like, there's not. I
2: have another proposal. I take out my gun and I point it at his face.
1: No, nah, uh, n- uh, none of this. <laughs> this is no. What are you doing? You're about to get branded enemy of the White Council too over here. I'm not pointing it at you. No, I know. Rowan? I I, I have
2: ways to to, to solve things, too, that don't involve me leaving. What?
0: Rowan. What? I understand that you're frustrated. I'm going to ask you to look at the being across the table from you Uh and look at what you've seen here and ask yourself if you really think that a bullet... Would do the kind of damage that okay, you are I'm, hoping.
2: I'm, I'm using one of my aspects right now. <laughs> what are you using, buddy? Uh, I'm using the last son of spring. Oh shit! I'm going to do the same thing I did the first episode. I'm changing my appearance to my my uh, I guess true form would be the best way to describe it. My, right. my Fey form.
0: Okay. Um. So you're 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 letting your mantle as last son of the spring court uh, descend upon you. Yeah. Okay, like to, to what end?
2: Just, just to change so he knows who I am as well. And I want to okay. be like, and look at my face and ask me if I care. <laughs> ask me and all the generations of my family that have died fighting for their freedom and see if I really don't want to take the chance of shooting this fucker in the face uh, so I can get what I need.
1: Reverend Stitch, uh, the White Council disavows any, uh, allegiance to Rowan the Wizard Giller.
0: Uh, Reverend, there is a, a palpable thrum of energy throughout the room as you say that. And, uh, Reverend Stitch's, um, posture changes just a little bit. And, uh, it leans forward and says,
3: ah, Very good. Rowan, we could See if we could take care of that brand for you. I'm sure it would serve as a very interesting challenge. No, I'm fine, thank you. Well, if you will excuse me, I have business to conduct with these two.
2: I shake my head and I just sit there. And apparently you guys are leaving or do
0: I mean I mean Reverend Stitch was kind of like politely kicking you out of the room. I, I leave. Okay, you go find a I'm Swearing
2: snack all the way down the hallway. You what? I'm swearing all the way down the hallway. I'm swearing at Rowan. I mean, no, uh, Solomon. Nope. I'm swearing no, no. I'm swearing at Solomon. Swearing at the White Council. Swearing at fucking everybody. Mister Mask Face, just like storming
1: out of the uh, bar and grill and hospital. Uh, the hospital.
0: Neil Young offers to validate your parking, but you're already gone. Uh, oh wow oh wow. Jeez. Um Reverend Stitch leans forward and says I I uh, do apologize uh, for that. That man
3: seems troubled. I feel as though we could uh,
1: help him. Yeah, no, that's not happening. So what incentive
3: can you offer us for this considerable amount of <laughs>
1: Money, the continuation of your
0: operation, what do you need? Well, Tantera. And as as soon as Reverend Stitch says her name, uh, Dr. Bismarck just shrinks a little bit. Tells me
3: that the entities with whom you have been dealing leave
1: considerable mental and spiritual distress in their wake. Uh Uh-huh.
3: We have just opened up a new wing devoted entirely to suffering on that level and the healing thereof. I suppose that an arrangement could be reached for St. Skinner's Bar and Grill and Hospital to handle any human collateral. That the WC might incur.
0: And by the way, when, when Reverend Stitch says Saint Skinner, just, uh, it, like, you know those are the words in place, but an unholy series of syllables. Sure. Like, probably in the same tongue as the... Uh... We are so very
3: good at healing.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Ha-hmm. Uh, hmm. Uh, this is, hmm. This is not an easy decision to make. Uh I'm not sure we have many other options. Uh. Hmm. I'm going to turn this one down. I'm going to say no on that one. I'm not giving you actual wizards of the White Council to play your little games with. That's not happening. That
3: is disappointing, and here the administrator had already prepared a suitable quantity of for you. Ah, oh, what a shame, what a shame.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a real shame, Um, but you know what? You hold on to that, because I'll be back.
3: you again make sure your hmo is in order
1: the white council has great insurance don't worry about it
3: fantastic oh yes oh yes we know
1: tantara because apparently that's your name let's get the fuck out of here
0: um reverend stitch turns to tantara to dr bismarck and says it's always lovely to see you again my dear and
3: my chirurgeons tell me your brother is healing nicely. Oh so Stitch. Yeah. Okay. Great. Always oh, great to see you, Reverend Stitch.
0: Um hey Warden Byron, I think you mentioned getting the fuck out of here. I'd like I think I'd like to take you up on that, please. Yep. And uh we bounce. <laughs> and so um you bounce. And uh Oh, you guys didn't high five her, did you? So your speakeasies don't uh don't connect. Um Rowan, have you been rating uh Ro has been, turns out words are hard. Um, have you been waiting outside the bar and grill and hospital, or oh. did you take off, or what? I took off. Like, like Solomon severed ties with me, so. Well, here's, you know, here's the thing. You have been protesting your association on any axis with the White Council for as long as it has been a thing, and then as soon as war, as soon as Solomon is like, yeah, fine, you're not associated with us. You're like, fuck
2: you! It just storm out. It makes okay, me really. Okay, I'm working like like i don't like the title right but like i've been working with solomon since this mission started even before that whatever you know my feelings are hurt
0: oh fair okay um so solomon you and uh dr bismarck exit the uh bar and grill and hospital and uh Neil Young hands her a bag full of delicious foodstuffs and bacon cheese fries.
1: Neil Young, do you know what the fuck is going on in your back room?
0: Some real bad stuff, man.
1: Why, why are you okay with that?
0: <laughs> um, somebody's got to keep him in the hospital. What?! And you, if, and the, the, uh, as you open the door to the Bar and grill in Hospital, like a waft of three-eye infused air comes out and prize open your eye just a little bit. And you see that Neil Young, and this isn't a glamour, this is, this is literally the, the, the literal historical Neil Young. But, um, your, your vision allows you to see a, um, a slight halo above his head and a, a shimmery haze of wings and possibly some armor.
1: <laughs> okay. Sure. Yep. Of things I've seen today, that's not the weirdest. All right, cool. <laughs> Great. Neil Young's an angel and he runs a bar and grill. Yep.
0: <laughs> and hospital. And and hospital. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um
1: so you guys He's uh, you... he's an angel investor. I just got that joke. <laughs>
3: <laughs> i
0: can always count on you buddy um so yeah you guys head out of there and um and see rowan <laughs> nowhere around rowan where did you go buddy
2: i just i walked back to where i was oh wait so so just to be clear uh, they didn't get any free eye right no
0: no they got so so,
2: so i'm like i'm like you, they want to fucking get this three eye from this asshole. I'm gonna go get fucking three eye for myself. So I walk into my contacts. Okay. And get this illegal substance the right way. Yeah, I'm gonna do exactly. this the right way, like I planned. I'm a guns.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. That'll that'll be great. Um. So yes, you guys, you guys, uh, leave the bar, hospital. Rowan is is not there. Um. What do you got? What do you do, Solomon? Uh, I I tell. Uh Tantara.
1: Hey, you know, he'll he'll find his way back someday. He's like <laughs> he's like he's like a cat. You just leave the food out and he knows where the food is. He'll come back.
0: <laughs> the food is money and beard oil. Yeah. Uh
1: yeah. so we we head back to the Westfield Carter, I guess.
0: Alright. Regroup there if you want to. Okay, cool. You guys head back then and um Doctor Bismarck explains to you that Yeah, that was real gross. And uh-huh. uh Sorry, it didn't work out, and... What's that shit with your brother? Why is your brother locked up in there? Does the word inoperable mean anything to you, Warden Byron? Uh Uh-huh, sure does. Hey, is that a word you typically associate with people living for a long time? No. Okay, well, they kept my brother alive for 20 years. And Uh he gets a little bit better every day, and it is my true hope that one day he's gonna walk out of there. And And I don't know that it's gonna happen. I don't know! But I do know that he's not dead, as he absolutely would be if he wasn't in there, and this is better than that. She does a little shoulder roll. I mean, I thought so twenty years ago. I don't know so much anymore, and you uh kind of drive in silence a little bit um back to the w c uh Rowan you uh head to your supplier and it's Karen in accounting no um <laughs> i'm actually seriously considering making that true but uh no you you walk to the standard place really and uh and you knock on your contact's door and uh the door opens and from inside comes a voice saying oh Rowan of course of course I was wondering when I'd see you again, and uh, and ushers you inside. And I think that's where we're gonna call it. Alrighty. yay! Thank you for joining us for another episode of Semi Auto Magic. I apologize for all the barf stains, but I will not pay for your dry cleaning. Oh God, that
1: was an unstep, that... Okay, so Casey, you're an unsettling man
0: when you want. To be. <laughs> Uh, Jackie, I'm very, I'm very sorry that, uh, there wasn't much Fiona action this time, but I have to say that your, your occasional injections of disgust and horror made me feel a little less bad. Yeah, that was awful. (laughs) I was trying. Okay. (laughs) So next week, we will see next two weeks. No, wait, is it? I forget how often we release this. Two weeks. Um, Next two week, we will uh, see what P.F. Chang and A Perugia fortnight Dalai Lama. from now? A fortnight! Uh, we'll see what Pierogi Dalai Lama and P.F. Chang are up to on the uh, the arcano-geography front trying to uh, tack down the notoriously slippery topography of fairy. Uh, until then, all my dudes, uh, feel free to find us on Facebook and Twitter and Tumblr and Friendster and... Stuff. Donner we're not Nixon. really on we're not really on Friendster. What's okay. that, Jackie?
2: Tony said Donner and Nixon.
0: There it is!
2: I don't think that that is a reindeer name. It's the best reindeer. <laughs> Nixon! He, 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 <laughs> he threw out billions of <laughs> mentally ill people into the streets. He is
3: not the best.
2: No, you're talking about Reagan. You oh. are. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm talking about the reindeer that that, that Pushed out Rudolph as number one, had a giant conspiracy and cover up. Oh my God. Yep.
0: You see, because the debate
2: between tons the, of documents.
0: Yeah, the debate between Rudolph and and Nixon the reindeer was actually the first one that was both televised and broadcast on the radio. And people who watched the television broadcast thought that Rudolph, with his shiny red nose and his cared for pelt, was just just far and away the better candidate because Nixon, as we know, was a lizard human wearing a. Uh, Person mask, and he actually stopped to <laughs> eat a live baby during the debate. But people who listened to the radio broadcast thought that Nixon won because he had a powerful voice. And eating a baby over the radio is actually a classic and long-standing way to establish dominance over a debate partner. Exactly. By all our buddies.
3: Bye, our buddies. <laughs>